Welcome to the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, hello, you sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the uh, program. Uh, I've got some really disturbing news uh, that you need to be aware of, uh, especially with Davos happening next week. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. First, I know it's an underappreciated fact that trust is really hard to come by, especially in today's times. I mean, people just flush their trust down the toilet. But it just, it, I, I, don't, I don't know when we forgot that trust needed to be earned. Well, it's so hard to trust people and to know what, who's telling you the truth and who's not. Uh, that's why we got into business and I started a new business with my brother about, I don't know, I don't even know now, eight, ten years ago, called realestateagentsitrust.com. It's not underappreciated by, by us. Who do you trust? How can you get the best person to represent you on the biggest uh, purchase or sale probably of your lifetime? We've cracked the code. We'd like to share those people with you. It's a free service to you. If you're moving across the street or across the country, it doesn't matter. Realestateagentsitrust.com. We have somebody in that area. And if we don't, we won't recommend somebody. We don't just take anybody. We, we really vet these people. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Get your home sold on time and for the most amount of cash. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Okay, I, um, I saw something yesterday that I, I sent out to a few members of my family and said, here it comes. And so it begins. This is a, uh, a, a, a blog post from uh, a, a woman who was a former civil servant in England. And uh, she is into counterterrorism, et cetera, et cetera. And she took a counterterrorism course that uh, was happening in King's College in London. And everyone was there. I mean, everyone was there. Um, and it was a course for civil servants who are worried about national security. What do we do? Uh, the course was Issues Encountering uh, Terrorism, and it was organized by the Center for Defense Studies. And again, designed for civil servants, professionals in counterterrorism, staff from the Foreign Office, that's like their State Department, Ministry of Justice, that's our Justice Department, Ministry of Defense, that's our Pentagon, and the Home Office, that's like... Uh, I think that's home office. Isn't that like CIA or MI5? Yeah. FBI. Um, Facilitating this uh, three-day course were senior lecturers from the Security Studies Department. Civil servants were given presentations by King College lecturers, while visiting senior research fellows and professors also spoke. The course, uh, prestigious educational institutions uh, were delivering this course, and she reports it was politically biased anti-government training amounting to indoctrination. She said, I found it deeply disturbing. Underpinning their presentations, some of the lectures relayed, you know, typical postmodern identity politics. But the course, she says, began 
with definitions. What is terrorism? Without anyone providing an opposing view, we were taught one man's freedom fighter is another man's terrorist. She said, I raised my hand and said, surely we can acknowledge some subjectivity while being able to come up with a collective understanding of what terrorism is. She said the 40 students in the room just looked at her blankly. No, nothing. She says the danger of understanding terrorism with cultural relativism is that it breeds moral apathy. The kind that says, who are we mere democratic liberal Westerners to impose our morality onto others? Who are we to say our culture is superior to others? These are luxury attitudes. It's easy to be sad in King's College, London, and feel that all the cultures are evil when you haven't been anally raped at a peace festival by someone shouting Allah Akbar and then held hostage. So she goes on on what they're teaching, and she says, look, 70% of lung cancer case, uh, cases are caused by smoking. 70% of terrorist attacks in the UK are from Islamists. We wouldn't tell people, we wouldn't tell smokers, oh, no, smoking has nothing to do with it because it made them uncomfortable. We're trying to save lives. That was also shouted down. I want to skip to the part in her blog as she was talking about what was happening um, and what the dangers are, the real danger. She said, During the span of the course, there was no mention of immigration being relevant to terrorism in the UK, except as a view given by the right wing. The course's overriding emphasis was that Islamic extremism is exaggerated and right wing extremism is to be given more weight than is proportionate. This is in direct conflict with all findings. One lecture uh, derogatorily uh, described the the person who was really had been writing a lot about this, saying this is nonsense, as the type of person who would say all current counterterrorism professionals are woke. He's of that ilk. Um, the lecturer further argued, argued, now listen to this carefully, that Douglas Murray, Stu, who's Douglas Murray? Uh, intellectual. Um been on the show before a really smart guy um sometimes angers people uh in the media and on the left but is i think a very rational thinker and very very well respected generally and somebody who is on the right um but i don't think has always been perceived on the right has he I, yeah i think that's fair i mean he's he's written for conservative publications yeah but, but he he's, wouldn't be like a you wouldn't consider he's not him some a sort of partisan yeah partisan yeah so Douglas Murray, the lecturer further argued that Douglas Murray and Joe Rogan are both examples of the far right. He then asked, to what extent should Joe Rogan and Douglas Murray be suppressed? They have millions of followers to deplatform them, deplatform them would cause issues. Therefore, Society needs to find other ways to suppress them. This goes along with everything that we just showed you in our special two weeks ago. Um, this is happening right now in America. They are making public-private partnerships. And I am telling you now, there is going to come a time where 
you will it will be so hard to find people like me online. They may not get rid of us. Uh, they may. But that would cause problems. They'll just make the process of finding us so difficult that you won't be able. We won't have any footprint whatsoever. There is also coming a time on this program where uh, I will not be able to discuss the things that I'm discussing with you now. I truly believe we are entering a very dangerous place for um, uh, for people with opinions uh, that differ from the state. And uh, I will do everything I can to preserve the voice and our relationship. Um, and I may just be telling, I just might be a history professor and without any political viewpoint whatsoever. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, but, and so it begins is the phrase that comes to mind. This year is going to be dangerous for free speech. Please recognize that. Please recognize that. And understand, you must educate yourself and be, you know, if you've prepared, you can prepare all you want. But if you haven't prepared to be the authority in your own area, to be the person that says, no, that's not what the Constitution says. No, that's not what this means. If you haven't prepared, you are running out of time. Please do. This is another reason why I built Blaze TV. It is the Alamo, and it may end the way the Alamo ended. I don't know, but it is. We are going to stand uh, as long as we possibly can, and that is one reason why we have asked you to join us. If you subscribe with us, we have a relationship, and we can contact you. So it's not just you looking for us. We know where you are, and we can contact you. Uh, and our relationship here is built only on the two of us, you and me, and all the other hosts that are at Blaze TV that you might trust, all of the other news people, all of the opinion people. We just did a documentary. In fact, uh, uh, Jason Buttrell is with us, and he is my chief researcher um, and, uh, and head writer for the TV show. And we went together, uh, along with all the other researchers, down to Houston to find out a story that some people know, most people don't, about um, Colony Ridge. You know, everybody is come, everybody's talking about how many people are coming across. Nobody is talking about where are they going. And that's a real problem. Because the government, the federal government, has just waived all of the rules of safety for the airport and just said, here, you got to, they don't need paperwork or anything. They can go wherever they want. And they're flying all over the country. Well, then what? Then where do they stay? We found a disturbing, disturbing uh, legal business that can happen and is operating in Houston. And I believe it will happen everywhere. In the country, uh, do you have that letter from Dan Patrick? Um, or no, we might not want to read that. Not, not read it. Okay, <laughs> we just got a we just got a letter from uh, a very important politician who just stopped, who just watched it and said, "Thank you 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, because people don't understand what this means. If, if, you, if you lose Texas as a red state, you forever lose the union. And make no mistake, that is part of the reason we are being flooded with 10 million new voters. Okay? It is absolutely true. Did you see what's happening in um, see what's happening in Arizona? In Arizona, they are now making it very, very clear that you need to have a driver's license. You need to have, you know, uh, you have to be a citizen. Only citizens can vote. However, we don't check citizenship. So, you know, but if you vote and we find out later that you weren't a citizen, I mean, it's a joke what is happening. So I want to talk to you a little bit about what all of this means together in just a second. First, Genucel. As you move into the new year, how about a resolution that's easy to keep and delivers immediately on its promise? How about a new you? With Genucel skincare, you can turn the clock back and look 5, 10, even 15 years younger. And right now, Genucel skincare is celebrating 2024 with its New Year's sales event. You can save over 70% off your all your Genucel must-haves with their most popular package. Say goodbye to the stuff that you don't like, the fine lines, the forehead wrinkles, the sagging jawline, dark marks, skin redness, even under-eye bags, and you can leave them back in 2023. Genucel works for men and women. It's safe for all skin types, and it's perfect for skin of any age. Plus, with its immediate effects, Genucel promises results that will make you smile guaranteed, or you get 100% of your money back. For a limited time, Genucel's top-selling serum is included for free in every most popular package, so you'll be able to enjoy maximum skin hydration for a more youthful appearance. Go to genucel.com Beck and enter Beck at checkout for extra savings. Every order is placed automatically upgraded to free shipping right now. Don't wait. Go to genucel.com Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com Beck. 10 seconds. Station ID. So where a lot of these illegals are coming through here in Texas is Shelby Park at uh, Eagle Pass. Uh, yesterday, the the Texas State Patrol, uh, not State Patrol, but the Texas National Guard seized that opening. This is where the feds cut the razor wire and were helping people back in. Um, they told they marched on the property and said, federal officers out. We're here by order of the governor and we are securing our border. I'd like to see more of this um, because Texas is being lost. Jason uh, joins me now. He was uh, on the road with me and uh, helped do the research for this and in the interviews for this a new Blaze original documentary, which is available now at Blaze TV. What did you What did you go in thinking this was about? Uh, there's been a lot of sensational reporting on this. Um, I think that we kind of went through a wide range of emotions, yeah. even going down there and first arriving. That's what I thought was so cool about this entire experience. And you see it play out when you watch this, is this was an actual information information gathering event. 
Like, we were learning on the ground as we did it. Like, there was no preconceived anything on this. Well, yeah, yes, there was. Well, we, okay, yeah. yeah. There was a preconception that this was run by uh, gangs, yeah. you know, and, uh, and cartels, and it was really bad. And I sat down with the developer, mm-hmm. and he said, none of that is true. And then he started talking and throwing out some facts that we hadn't heard. And thought, I immediately thought, oh, my gosh, I'm one of those people in the press that come in and I think I know the story. And so I listened to him and we went for a drive and, you know, spent a lot of time together. Then I went to all of the people that were on the other side, listened to them, let them speak. And we realized this story is not what everybody is presenting it. This is an even more dangerous story because the morals of the people, uh, I think, in politics and also in business are so low, so low that they will destroy the country if it enriches them. Yeah, this this documentary is so enlightening on so many different levels. Um, on one level, you have like you you uh, talked on the radio program before about the different groups that are helping these migrants come up through. Uh, you mean like the South Red America. Cross and Doctors Without Borders? Right. So, what are their true motivations? Because we had a guy, this developer, that was kind of talking the same language that they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm one of the good guys. I'm helping these people out. Right. Like, I'm just giving them a place to find a home and you know raise a family. Give them the American dream. You asked him, "Is this the American dream?" He's like, "Absolutely." Um, well, we spoke to a woman down there and she described a very different scenario. She's made it sound like, well, he's targeting these people. He's targeting them to come over here because they cannot fight back. They are basically a tool in his scheme, which is a money-making scheme, which is what it looks like. And they cannot fight him on it. The only people that can fight him about it, they were getting foreclosed on. We spoke to her, um, which it's still up in the air, whether she will still keep her 30% of the people... And they're the poorest of the poor. 30% of the people are defaulting on their mortgages. The developer then takes that back and resells the land again, now at a higher price. More foreclosures there, I believe, in the entire DFW area, just in that location. I mean, it's absolutely insane. They don't care. These people that are bringing them in, they don't care. The migrants are pawns. And this entire thing. Now, the second thing that I saw on this that is the true ramifications of this. People like to talk about it. Oh, it's an issue. Well, this is the actual ramifications for the people on the ground. They're, you're now looking in places like New York where the New Yorkers are getting pissed because their kids are getting taken out of school. Well, we actually went to the superintendent of the school district that's there and was like, what is going on? He said, we are at crisis level. We do not have the money to continue this. I think, you know, the developer told you there was, I was like 35,000 people in this area, whatever. The superintendent was like, oh, really? In fact, don't we have that clip? Isn't that a clip that we have? Do we have that clip? No, we don't. We don't. Well, okay. Watch the documentary and see that. He had a little formula where he's like, it's actually probably around 85,000 in this little area. Think about what that does to school districts. They have to put... Think about what it does for the infrastructure, sewage, electricity, uh, uh, police, fire. I mean, it's... They're throwing up portable buildings to put some of these kids in, and they don't even have the money to get more portable buildings. They don't have the land space even to do that. This is, this is how you create a third world country. 
Do you remember, Stu, we were back at Radio City and our studios were there when I when I figured out, wait a minute, we didn't really win the Cold War. The guys who were fighting the Cold War just took their uniforms off and put on suits. You yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And I said, what's happening is we had this illusion that we could bring the world up to our standards. And now people have decided, no, that's not possible. So they will crash us to bring us down to the rest of the world. That is exactly what's happening. And you are creating a third world nation inside of America. Do you know that there's three, is it two or three different countries, different countries in this country? People don't understand the Native American land. One of them, Navajo, goes across three states. It's enormous. That's an actual sovereign nation. You're now creating these things all over. Glenn Beck. Have you ever ever had one of those exhausting nights where you just keep thinking to yourself, is it just too much to ask to just get a little sleep, please? Thankfully... There is something that is all natural, drug-free, doesn't whack you out, called Relief Factor Sleep. Just like regular Relief Factor that you take for pain, Relief Factor Sleep is 100% drug-free. It has a blend of natural ingredients designed to promote healthy sleep by reducing anxiety and distress, improving mood, and promoting relaxation. I know from experience that it works. I felt the difference the first night I took it. My wife and I take it probably a couple of times a week. The bottle is $19.95, 20 bucks to get the feeling of complete relaxation and contentment as you drift away. And in the morning, you don't feel anything other than refreshed. Unleash the power of great sleep right now by calling 800 the number four relief. That's 800 the number four relief. Go to relieffactor.com. Relief sleep, dream big, and sleep tight. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Get access to this documentary right now. Use the promo code Colony Ridge. You'll save 30 bucks off your subscription. I'll tell you, he better not question my intelligence. I'll tell you that right now. Thomas Massey is with us, who was just on CNN, questioning the intelligence of some of the, the anchors there. I don't know how you could possibly do that, Thomas Massey. Well, I just questioned their preparedness. Now, I never questioned that about you or your staff. But <laughs> and we're the ones you should, really. <laughs> really. No, she claimed, she, she referenced 19 different things I had voted on and claimed she had spent a whopping two minutes studying one of them, and it made her an expert. <laughs> Uh, Okay, we want to talk to you about what's happening uh, overseas with the Houthis. Uh, I am uh, I'm really torn on this because I feel as though we are backing into yet another war. I also think there are people in this administration that want war. I also know that this administration continues to send money over to Iran. So, uh, you know, our our literal enemy in this we're helping fund. So this isn't serious on anybody's part. However, yeah, this- we, however, they are shooting at us, launching missiles at our Navy. And aren't we defending ourselves? 
How should we so, look at this? Well, first of all, you should look at it as this is election season. And uh, when you're at war, you know, there's a greater tendency to vote for the commander in chief who's, who's waging the war. And I am worried that he's going to draw us into a war with this. Now, I believe that he has an obligation to come to Congress, and I think he had time to do it if he had time to organize an international coalition, or at least with Great Britain, to pull this off. He had time to come to us. And, the, you know, the War Powers Act uh, requires him to do that. It, it allows him to respond defensively in the case of emergency, but that would be like an imminent attack. It wouldn't be something where you plan uh you know, some kind of retaliation for things that have gone on for months. So, so I the war, like, can we talk about the War Powers Act here for a second? Because I believe yeah. the War Powers Act is correct in a world where we have missiles. If somebody's launching a missile, the president does not have time to go to Congress and say, hey, I want to make my case here that in 12 minutes we're all going to be vaporized. However, like you said, it's been 90 days, 90 plus days since this happened. We've watched it happen. They've been they've been fighting and shooting against us, et cetera, et cetera. The the president has a responsibility to go in front of the American people and Congress and make his case. And Congress needs to decide. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. You are absolutely correct. We have abdicated though our authority we've we've been involved in yemen here's what i don't see reported in the news since about 2015 and in 2018 i teamed up with rokana mm-hmm. and tried to get a war powers resolution passed yep to to get us back out of yemen this was in 2018 paul ryan did a parliamentary trick he hid the vote on our war powers resolution in the farm bill and then, so people voted for the farm bill and put our war powers resolution to bed. So we tried again, and he hit it in the Manage Our Wolves Act. If you voted for the Manage Our Wolves Act to come to the floor of the House, you voted against the Rokana Thomas Massey war powers resolution, according to the War Powers Act, to get us out of Yemen. Think of this. But, our Congress yeah. is voting on management of wolves, but <laughs> not whether or not we go to war. Correct. And then, so uh, a year later, we were able to get it to the floor. We passed it in the House. We followed, you know, I I don't even agree completely with the War Powers Act that was passed in the 1970s, especially not the interpretation that people have of it. But we were able to get a resolution passed to get us out of Yemen in 2019. And then it went from the House to the Senate, and they passed it with 53 votes. But Donald Trump vetoed it. Now, it was, you know, it's within his authority to veto it, but that demonstrated to me how ridiculous the, the War Powers Act is, because it, effectively it takes, it takes two-thirds of us to override a president's veto. So what it means is the War Powers Act, if you believe in it, with 33% of Congress, the president can go to war because they, it takes two-thirds to stop him. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So what are you, what are you hearing uh, up on the Hill about all of this. Where are we headed, Thomas? Um, I mean, I am I am worried that we're going to be expanding conflicts in the Middle East, that this is uh, it, there's some people up here that are just begging for a war with Iran. And um, whether it's an ex- something that grows out of Gaza or whether it's something that grows out of Yemen 
Uh, and I think we need to take a step back and look at this and say, does it, is that in the best interest of our country to have a full-blown war with Iran? And I'm worried that this president would like to have it have something hot going on before the election or during the election. Well, the national intelligence agencies came out today and warned that uh, the uh, that Hezbollah has assets here in America and that they're concerned that this uh, could mean a uh, a direct strike here in the homeland, which I don't think would play well for all of those who had an open border. <laughs> I mean, this is the the big exposure we have at the open border. Not not only are we going to economically destroy our country by bringing so many illegal immigrants into the country so quickly. It's so porous that, you know, uh, Hezbollah can walk across the border and no doubt they are here. They could activate. I mean, the, what was it? 15 of the 19 hijackers were actually from Saudi Arabia and we're here legally for the most part, I Mm -hmm. think. But uh, now we're looking at a different threat and it only takes, 19 to you know do something very bad in this country as we saw on 9-11 nikki haley um during the last debate basically called you an anti-semite why do you hate the jews so much oh my gosh (laughs) as as ron DeSantis says that's cheap garbage and as i tweeted i'm living rent free in her head and trust me there's lots of empty space in here Uh, (laughs) she her understanding of the bills that I've been voting on is one inch deep. Whereas, you know, Ron DeSantis, even though he and I disagree on this issue, he understands where I'm coming from. And he's, he's not astroturf like Nikki Haley is. This is why she stopped taking questions at town halls. If you go more than one question deep, she doesn't know what she's talking about. But um, she was attacking me on votes. For instance, I didn't vote for the $14 billion uh, financial package to Israel. Now, we can have a discussion about that, whether we should we can afford that, whether we should be doing that or not. But she claims that I'm anti-Semitic or anti-Israel because I'm not voting for foreign aid. But here's the thing. I've never voted for foreign aid to any country. I'm not picking on any country. And then there were some resolutions where we can have legitimate disagreements about whether it infringes on free speech. And then um, there were there was a vote that I took that against a resolution that says anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Now, it's true that a lot of anti-Semites are against Israel just by definition. But it but it's not true that if you have harsh criticism of Israel or even if you don't believe in Zionism, that you are also an anti-Semite. Well, because if I'm, that were true, there'd be a lot of Jews who are anti-Semites. I know. I was going to say. A lot of the uh, Hasidic Jews here in America despise Israel, say it's an abomination of a state because it's not a religious state. So are they anti-Semites, too? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't don't think think so. I don't think Gerald Nadler's anti-Semite. He's Jewish. (laughs) He spoke against that resolution on the floor. Okay. You know, the sad thing is we've had 19 votes like that since our new speaker became speaker. And what we should be focusing on is our own spending bills and cutting spending. Instead, we passed these resolutions, which are frankly political gotchas. The, the Republicans are trying to use that issue to catch the Democrats up in votes and then use it to get them unelected. And I'm, I just don't have an appetite for that. 
when we should be focused on our fiscal issues. The, right now in the House, we are about to throw away all the spending caps that were put in place this summer. You, I was on your show talking about this, taking heat from you. Because <laughs> I said, oh, I remember when I was young and naive. Yes. Yes. It said, I think, and I said, you know, maybe I'm getting fooled here. <laughs> Glenn, they're signing it into law. They did. The White House and the Senate put mm. those caps into law. Yeah. And now they are undoing the law. This is, I mean, we've never got that far. It's kind of Lucy, Lucy and the football. I mean, my foot contacted the football. I've never got to that point. The problem is they had somebody <laughs> illegally blocking or something. Yeah. They, they are about to, they, what happened is the Senate and the White House had buyer's remorse. And the military hawks here and the appropriators on the Republican side are forcing Mike Johnson through, I'll call it violence, you know, parliamentary violence, they're, they're just like, well, you know, we'll, we'll cause the government to shut down and you'll be blamed for it, Mike, if you Good. don't undo the deal from this summer. Good. You know, honestly, Thomas, you know and I know, this government is dismantling America. It, we'd be better off with the government shut down for a while to be able to Put it back on a leash by cutting all of this spending. I mean, it, good, good. And Shut I, it down. I agree with you, but there's there's another option that they agreed to this summer, which is if they would do what Jim Jordan and Warren Davidson and I prescribed and they agreed to, which is a long term CR. It would there would never be a threat of a shutdown, but there would be a one percent cut on April thirtieth to every department in the United States of America's government, and I. There wouldn't be the chance of a shutdown, but that would motivate, I think, people to come to the table and get policies like securing the border it, without a shutdown. Here's what happens when you have a shutdown. We got and you know this as well as I. There's at least a dozen members here in the GOP conference who will cross the aisle and, and sign something with the Democrats to, you know, stiff us on this. It's it's deplorable, but they'll do it. And some of them have already announced their retirement, so they don't care. So bad. So bad. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thomas Massey, as always, you go keep taking them on. Thanks. Thank you, brother. Bye. You bet. Bye. All right. We're going to go back to Jason here in a second because I want to get his military analysis of what's happening uh, in Iran and what could possibly come next, what we should watch for. First, let me talk about Legacy Box. When you're walking down memory lane with your kids and grandkids, which we should be doing because it's important for them to know the history of your family. You want all of those old photos and family videos at your disposal, which means you need to have them preserved. And for that, you want Legacy Box. They're the industry's leader in preserving all of your old family photos, camcorder tapes, VHS tapes, the film reels, everything, so they can be easily enjoyed, shared, and organized. And they do all of the work here in the United States. They have a team of over 200 trained technicians. I've used them to help preserve my own family members. And I have to tell you, Getting people to let go of those pictures. Am I going to get the originals back? Is it safe? Is it safe? Yes, it is. And they do it all here in America. They take great care and return all of your originals, plus the digitized version in whichever format you want. Legacybox.com slash records. Save 50% off when you preserve your past with Legacy Box. Kick off the new year by rescuing your family's most cherished memories 
that haven't been watched or enjoyed in years. Legacybox.com slash records. Legacybox.com slash records. You're listening to the swinging sounds of Glenn Beck. Sit tight, boys and girls. We'll be right back after these messages. Welcome to the uh, program. Uh, Jason Buttrell is with us now. He is our chief researcher. Uh, he also has military uh, experience, was in military intel uh, for years, and uh, watches over f- our foreign affairs and wars. What do you take of our our launching uh, against the Houthis, and wh- what, what should we be watching for to see escalation? I actually agree with some kind of strike. I'm not saying that the United States should be bearing the brunt of that. Yeah. I, I do think that there should be some kind of realignment in how who decides, you know, who polices these straits. Yeah. This is an absolute vital choke point in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have those two straits, the Bab el-Mandeb Strait, which is on the Yemen side right there, and you have the Strait of Hormuz that's on the other side mm-hmm. where Iraq and Iran are. Then you have the Suez Canal. All three right. of those must remain open for the world to work. And Iran knows this just like we know this. Mm-hmm. So they know they cannot beat the United States in a fight. That's why they have all these proxies all over the Middle East. Mm-hmm. That's what the Houthis are for in Yemen. It always cracked me up. There was always They're always talking about the human rights issue. Why are they fighting there? It's all because of the Saudis. Well, no. Everyone knows that that is vital to strengthen and to protect right there. Iran... This has always been their trump card, right? We'll shut down one of the straits. We'll shut down the other straight, whatever. That's what's happening right now. That's why that oil tanker was seized the day before, the same day before the strikes happen. They're showing us what they can do and what they will do if we continue with our support of Israel. That, that, that's what this is all about. Where this goes forward, how much it escalates, time will tell. But this is a giant warning shot to the world. We will shut down oil traffic in those straits if we have to. What do we watch for? What's a sign of we're getting deeper into it? I think uh, more attacks from other proxies in Iraq. Uh, Hezbollah coming up through South America. Uh, they're heavily involved in places like Brazil, places like Argentina. Yeah. One of the deadliest terror attacks ever in Argentina our, was Hezbollah. Our intelligence uh, community just issued a warning. Said they're in the United States. That's real. Th- I know that is. is real. I know. So expect that to escalate. They will retaliate, not directly, but through their proxies. Expect that to increase as the days go forward. Uh, one more minute left in the uh, program. Uh, I'm doing a special show for Blaze TV tonight, uh, just kind of ranting about all the things <laughs> that have happened this week. Uh, I got to get it off my chest, uh, things that I didn't have a chance to cover. Um, but also, one of them is why Hunter Biden showed up at that hearing. <laughs> This is unbelievable. He is so he is such a dirtbag. Remember, we said, why did he show up for the hearing and then just turn around and leave halfway through after they called him names? Because he's making a documentary about him and he wanted the footage of him looking at Green, flipping her off, then getting up, walking out to show how what a hero and how courageous he really was. That was all just a photo op for him. This guy is the biggest dirtbag around. The Glenn Beck Program.